So this was a surprise. James Franklin does not name a starting quarterback between Drew Aller and Bo Prabula going into West Virginia. And it's just getting a little old at this point because we already know who it is. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, that is right. You are locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Download the Game Time app, create a free account, use promo code Locked On College, and get twenty dollars off your first purchase. My name is Zach Seiko. I am your host of the show, and we're reacting to James Franklin's first in-season weekly press conference leading into West Virginia. And folks, this one, I was bamboozled because I told all of you that we were going to get a starting quarterback and we didn't. James Franklin is opting not to name a starter going into West Virginia. And let's discuss just that before I get to Drew Aller and Bo Prabula. Subscribe to the channel, become an everydayer, wherever you get your podcast on YouTube, subscribe and turn on notifications. Comment down below if you think this is all smoke screens or if you think Bo Prabula has really made Drew Aller's seat just a little hotter than people would have liked to anticipate. But from my point of view, coach, you can't fool us. And <laughs> we know it's, we know it's Drew Aller. We do. Okay. Uh, throughout the off season from what we've seen in the bloom white game. And then what you said in these press conferences and these post-practice media availabilities, you've only had good things to say about both quarterbacks and even Jackson Smolik as well. But there is a little different intensity for your answers when you talk about Drew Aller here. So this, this is actually a bigger ongoing thing between Penn State and West Virginia. And I want to get to that in just a second. But this is a quote directly from James Franklin and how we know that Drew Aller is the starter. Okay, quote, he's been really good. Really, he's been really, really good. His decision making has been good. His completion percentage has been really good. Then another thing that's really cool is having all of this data. Okay, so now they're able to track player data and compare it, right? So back to the quote. Then you're able to go back and compare historical data. You're able to compare it to Trace McSorley, Sean Clifford, and so on and so forth. I thought he had a great camp. All of his numbers were really good. There's been some great situations that have come up in terms with how we cover situational football, whether it's two-minute, four-minute, how to manage all those types of things. And Drew Aller did not throw an interception until James Franklin couldn't quite remember, but he said practice 13 or 14. He said, this is, oh, this is also what he added about Aller's performance. I think I would say touchdown to interception ratio or just interceptions in general. So that was one of the better statistics that Drew had. I want to say that we got to like practice 13 or 14. And I think before we had a turnover or an interception specifically with Drew. So how about that? You hypothetically went 13, 14 games, scrimmages, practice situations, all in a row consecutively, 13, two weeks without a turnover, without an interception anyway. Maybe there was a fumble in there, but they particularly mentioned interception. So Drew's done all the right things at this point. I don't think it's a matter of there's, there's really nothing to debate here. Now, what this is, let's look at the bigger picture here, because this has now become depth chart cold war between Penn State and West Virginia. Because if you look at West Virginia side of things, Garrett Green and Nico Markiel, we have no idea who's starting for them. I assume that it's Garrett Green because he started last year for the Mountaineers and he's the veteran quarterback in there. He's the older quarterback in the room. But 
Neil Brown hasn't released a depth chart solely because, and he said this at his presser, that James Franklin and Penn State haven't released a depth chart. So now they're going back and forth, and this might set off some more things later on, especially with the impact of NIL, the increasing TV contracts. There's more money coming into college football. And I'm not going to go too deep down the rabbit hole here, but the fact of sports betting and gambling, the reason the NFL requires you to have injury reports, a lot of that has to do with gambling. And so since that's made its way over to college football, uh, there's going to be, I think there's going to be a uniform rule in place at some point to release depth charts at, at a certain point in time in the week leading up to a game. Injury reports, whether they're probable, questionable, doubtful, it doesn't matter. I think that's coming to college football sooner rather than later. So it's not even about the quarterback battle here. It is about who can hide their hand, their hand of cards longer between Coach Brown and Coach Franklin. Uh, it's, it's the fact that you can hide your entire depth chart, your injury report. You don't even have to give out an injury report. We'll see a depth chart probably going into Saturday from Penn state and West Virginia. I can't really speak for them, but we're not going to see that until kickoff the day of the game, which is what both schools are doing. But back to Penn State's quarterback situation and why no starting quarterback has been named to this point. It's because Bo Prabula is is much he's he's a good challenger okay and he brings a lot of things that drew aller can't in particular the uh mobile aspect of it okay so this is what james had to say about bo prabula in his press conference i think sometimes as a running quarterback that's important like trace was and like bo is Sometimes those things are hard to evaluate in practice because you really don't see them. Okay, so you got to see it in game. Interesting. It's not like he's out there making people miss and break tackles in practice, which I think is a little bit of his style. He really reminds me of a bigger trace. And also, like I've told you all camp, I think Jackson Smolik has had a good camp too. So he brought Jackson Smolik back into the fold, which is nice because we think we have three quarterbacks that have all shown signs that we can win with. So Bo Prabula is going to play that line position. This is what I take away from that quote specifically is that Bo Prabula is going to be what Tommy Stevens was to Joe Moorhead and what we saw a little bit with Will Levis before he transferred. I'm not saying that Bo Prabula is going to transfer. I think there's a natural progression here from Aller to Prabula to right now, Smullick, maybe Grunkmeyer. I don't know. I'm not here to debate that. But Bo Prabula, because of his athleticism, his running ability, he is able to be on the field in a variety of packages as a direct taking a direct snap as a quarterback. He can get a handoff from Drew Aller, line up in the slot, line up in the boundary. Heck, line up next to him in the backfield. Why not put two quarterbacks out there? But I think that's something that is going to be used throughout the season. So that lion package for Bo Prabula, it's essentially the Wildcats. Some people might remember the Miami Dolphins of the mid-2000s. They were particularly known for that. But Penn State has shown James Franklin likes to do that. And I can see Mike Yersich incorporating that into his offense here. And then Jackson Smolik, I, I mean... I, I've joked about this. The way that he raves about Jackson Smolik unprovoked makes me think that Smolik's a dark horse in a quarterback race at this point in time. Not actually, though. But this Penn State fan should feel a lot better about that because I've made comments on this show, podcast, the everydayers remember this, that Jackson Smolik should not see the football field this year. And that's not to disrespect him. It's just the fact of you have to, Drew Aller should gain, continue to gain as much experience because he is a young starter. You now want to factor in Bo Prabula getting that in-game experience as well because he's never started a game 
So Jackson Smollett kind of takes the back seat here just because of the nature of a young quarterback room. But if you like his deep throwing ability, if you think that the only thing that's really holding him back at this point is not his athleticism or what he is like as a passer, just how he processes the game in the film room, then that can easily be corrected. Okay, so I'm I'm very happy that Jackson Smolik, if Penn State were ever to be in a situation where Smolik does have to play meaningful minutes in a football game, that the, the season's not over, it's not a lost cause. Penn State can still do a lot of things, but hopefully we don't get to that point. Okay, so I, I think there there is the possibility of this. Now this is more of a, of a joke, but what if James, what if Coach Franklin just puts Bo Prabule out, out there just to troll all of us, right? And then subs Drew Aller in. So you start with the Lion package and then you move to Drew Aller. So technically, technically, Bo Prabula would be the starter in this case, and then Drew Aller would be the would be the backup if Prabula comes in play one, and then Aller subs in on play two, even though he takes over. It's kind of like a six man thing in basketball. I don't see it happening, but wouldn't 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 Coach Franklin just be a good old jokester if that happened? Uh, Bo would hypothetically be the starter. But besides the point, I think this Drew Aller is the starter. We all know this. James Franklin doesn't need to tell us outright. For us to know what what is coming on Saturday against West Virginia, it is locked on Nittany Lions. Now, something else that came interesting from the weekly press conference, uh, there wasn't much that was said. I, I will get to that in the third segment, but there are true freshmen of particular interest that are going to play right away for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Who are those four freshmen? I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode, and that is Game Time. Game Time, incredible app for buying tickets to your favorite events. You don't want that to be stressful. We totally understand. Game Time totally understands that, and that's why they built this, the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all of your sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. Now, uh, the Game Time app experience, I've used the Game Time app, actually, to buy tickets, and you get flash deals and last-minute tickets, and I took advantage of that. That is a great feature. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event. So I was looking for baseball games and sporting events, and they had great deals and everything that popped up. My favorite feature, personally, is the seat views, the images that you get to see of all the seats in the stadium. So you're not guessing, you're not wondering going to the game and what that's going to be like. You can see it on the app for yourself so that you can compare and see where you want to sit based on what you find in the game time app. And then the lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection also included. Those are incredible features as well. Game time is the place to get last second deals. So get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, you name it, so much more. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create a free account, and then use promo code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, go create that account, redeem code locked on college. And for to get that $20 off, download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And something exciting is coming to the Locked On Podcast Network. Yes, college football season is here. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage. Each Friday, Locked On's going live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on every Locked On College YouTube channel. So that means right here on Locked On Nittany Lions as well. Locked On College Live will cover the college football playoff implications, the conference rivalry games go in depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every single day. 
Locked on, find Locked On College Football Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on any college, on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. And that'll be right here on Locked On Nittany Lions as well. Again, be coming every day or subscribe to the YouTube channel for Penn State content. And of course, that extended college football coverage as well. Well, the true freshman, okay, everybody wonders who's going to be that next man up, who are going to be those next contributors. Well, James Franklin did reveal his plans for the true freshman, at least four of them, four of them, those four, and they were all on defense. Tony Rojas, King Mack, Zion Tracy, Elliot Washington, one linebacker, three defensive backs. That is interesting. All on defense there. Now, there are some players. Now, James Franklin could have gone through all of them, but out of respect, he said, oh, how about I tell you about the players we know are going to play? There's plenty of freshmen that are going to have the yellow light and the red light so that they do a stoplight analogy here. Red light means that they're probably going to redshirt. There's this, this plan is to get the added college football weight, build up your skills at the college football level, get you adjusted without throwing you out there into the lion's den. Okay. Yellow light means that you aren't quite there, but you could play by a week four or five. And then the green light is obviously what you think it means that you are playing right away, whether that means you're a backup on offense or defense, or you're playing out there on special teams. So, so get ready for those green lit players, Rojas, Tracy, Mack, and Washington. And this comes at no surprise. Let's begin with Tony Rojas because that's who James Franklin named first. The linebacker added 30 pounds of good muscle. We heard about that right out of the gate in, in winter practices and the start of the spring season, winter workouts. And Rojas didn't lose any speed. He looked like a college football player as a young 18-year-old. And Rojas is just frankly too good to keep off the football field. Okay, this was Manny Diaz as one of his prized recruits. Uh, something about Tony Rojas that people need to be made aware of, the everydayers remember this, is that he could play any of the three linebacker positions. He could play the Sam, the strong side. He could play the Mike. He could play the Will where Abdul Carter plays. It's that off-ball linebacker. And he's going to be a backup at all three spots. I anticipate to see him uh, at first at the Sam. I anticipate I anticipate to see him there first, and then maybe behind the Mike, uh, behind Kobe King and Tyler Elston at the Mike linebacker spot. Abdul Carter, we'll see. We'll see what the plan is for that off-ball linebacker spot because it is a little ambiguous over there. Is KB on keys the true freshman since he has that yellow light, maybe a red light? He did enroll a little later, enrolled going into the summer. Is Kavion Keys ready for that spot behind a Keon Wiley? Okay, we don't exactly know what the depth is behind Abdul Carter, but it's pretty surefire at the Mike linebacker spot. You also have Tamir Robinson, who didn't get brought up, but I would anticipate that Robinson has a yellow light. They like what they see with Tamir Robinson, but Tony Rojas himself, versatile linebacker, can play any of the three spots, and he's going to play on special teams. He's going to be a special team starter, now it's just a matter of what to see, what we can see out of him as a linebacker. And I, frankly, I think he'll push Don DeLuca for some backup reps. They, they'll have opportunities to see him on the football field uh, and they'll cycle him in and out. So Tony Rojas, expect him to play right away and to see some valuable snaps as a true freshman. And then the three defensive backs. And this, neither of them, neither of these groups come as a surprise to me, frankly, because Tony Rojas is just as talented, as I said. But then the depth at cornerback. I have been one of the only Penn State reporters, analysts, whatever have you, commentators about this team 
that has expressed some concern about the secondary depth. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's limited. It is limited. Okay, what happens if Kalen King or John, knock on wood, okay? Knock on wood. I don't want to speak that into existence. But Kalen King, Johnny Dixon, Daquan Hardy, what do you have after that if any of them go down? Okay, Cam Miller's really good. I get that. I agree. I am very excited to see Cam Miller play on the football field. But after that, what what's the other depth? You have a lot of good freshmen. Are they ready? And I hope so. I Zion Tracy, Elliot Washington, those two guys in particularly now, Elliot Washington might be one of the fastest players on the football team, if not the fastest football player. We saw Penn State tease that he was running a four three, roughly a four three. Yeah, as a true freshman, right? And Zion Tracy was one of the top New York prospects coming out of high school as a defensive back. So these guys are uber talented. But are they ready to go in? Are they ready to jump into the fire if they need to? And I, I hope they are. So we'll see them. I think we'll see them particularly against Delaware uh, to get them a little more situated. And then King Mack was recruited as a safety. Thought he was going to be primarily in the back of the secondary. But he's probably going to come down and be the backup slot. I, I wouldn't. Uh, Davian Collins was brought in as a transfer. But from what we've gathered just in general as a Penn State media is that King Mack is probably going to back up. Uh, Daquan Hardy at that slot cornerback position. So how about that? Seeing those three freshmen be named, I anticipated Elliot Washington and King Mack in this case. Zion Tracy just kind of uh, adds that extra flair to it. I didn't know if him or Lamont Payne would be, but it's good to see that one of them. And, and maybe Lamont Payne even has the yellow light. So then by the middle of the season, we could expect all those freshman defensive backs to be ready. But uh, anticipate some more freshmen emerging as the season moves on. We, we don't know who has the yellow light. We don't know who has the red light, but more freshmen are going to be playing at some point in time. It's just a matter uh, of when anticipate that week for game four, game five, uh, just the way that's the way that James Franklin said it. And Locked on Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. Penn State rivals, check them out going into West Virginia. So all the coverage is there, everything that you need for Penn State football recruiting and so much more. And now I, I hate to say this because the weekly press conference is always uh, insightful. Uh, it gets you ready for game week. Okay. It's tradition, but frankly, it's kind of boring. And in this final segment of Locked on Nittany Lions, let's discuss just that as I, I get it. Coach Franklin has a job to do. You want to stay tight to the vest. You can only you can only qu answer the questions that you are asked, and you can only share the information that you ultimately want to share. You don't have to share everything, and that's precisely what James Franklin is doing here. But outside of the freshman and finding out that there's no starting quarterback at this point in time going into West Virginia, there there is not really much else of substance that I took away from the press conference. Sure. James Franklin answered the questions was respectful to the media. It's not like that. That was it. Those were the only two questions that were asked or the two subjects that were discussed. I think it's important to point out just how much James Franklin likes Cam Miller, but that's because specifically he was asked about Cam Miller. Uh, he made the reference again, that his parents should take a weekend trip to the Poconos. I'm not going to go into any much more detail than that, that, but he's, uh, alluding to that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Miller should have more siblings that eventually can commit to play Penn State football. And he said that about Saquon Barkley's parents. He said that about Olu Fashionu's parents. So that's pretty good company, Cam Miller. If you were in the same conversation of, hey, 
you should have more siblings like a Saquon Barkley or an Olu Fashionu. So I'm not necessarily alluding to that Cam Miller is exactly as that good. But if James Franklin likes what Cam Miller can do as an athlete and from a football perspective, then maybe we should listen if he's going to draw that comparison because the only ones that I can think of are Saquon and Olu. Saquon was the number two overall pick in the NFL, and we know how good he was at Penn State. Uh, despite the injury at the end of the season, we saw just how good Olu Fashionu was, and NFL draft scouts see him as a top 10, maybe even a top five pick in an upcoming draft. That, that's all I'm going to say, uh, say there. That's pretty good company. Uh, James Franklin was also very high on the defensive tackle spot. He's commented on the depth chart a little bit as we've gotten closer to the season about how he wants positions to be three deep. He says some of them are two and a half. But at defensive tackle, there are six guys that he feels really confident in. And that's good news since this position was not perceived as a spot of strength, okay? So now you have your presumed starters of Hakeem Beeman and Devon Elise, but then after that, Zane Durant, Keziah Izzard, Caleb Artis, Jordan Vandenberg. Jordan Vandenberg has been mentioned as one of the players that has improved the most over the course of this offseason. So I, I like what James Franklin has alluded to here in the fact of, okay, Cam Miller might not be a starter at cornerback, but you should be excited that he's on the depth chart and defensive tackle, which was considered a weakness. It, was, it wasn't a strength. I will say that. But for some people, they considered it a downright weakness, the worst link on the team. And now this could end up playing to be a strength in 2023. How about that? But frankly, this press conference was just a little boring for my liking. There just wasn't any, any spicy takes. There wasn't any revealing news. We didn't find out any of the camp battles when you think about it. We don't know who the quarterback is. We don't know who the punter. We don't know the kicker. We don't know the Mike linebacker. We don't know wide. How about wide receivers? There were no questions asked about Dante Cephas. This is something that I've been discussing for a little bit now is that Dante Cephas and some other Penn State media outlets, that Dante Cephas isn't quite ready to take on that expanded role for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Did anybody think to maybe check in on that? How, how much did, and there's a chance there's still an opportunity to ask coach Franklin at the post media availability. And maybe that's where this conversation will be had. And maybe it just wasn't brought up on a Tuesday afternoon, but I think it's important to get a better idea of what progress Dante Cephas is making. How about the wide receivers in general, just because it dictates what Penn state will want to do offensively. Okay, traditionally, we've seen three wide receiver sets. If there aren't three wide receivers that they feel confident in all at the same time, then go 12 personnel, go 22 personnel, play those extra tight ends, play that extra running back, and go with the guys that you feel confident. We know who they are, Keandre Lambert-Smith and Trey Wallace. I, that's just the case. But there, James Franklin said this specifically. He said there is no value in revealing any starters, and I get that. Why tell West Virginia anything? Because you don't have to. This isn't the NFL. You don't have to give an injury report. You don't have to put out a depth chart ahead of the football game. Why tell the same thing, West Virginia? Why tell Penn State anything? Why do that? Uh, nothing also was asked about the absence of Landon Tangwall. I know it has been brought up, but not as much as maybe some Penn State fans would have liked it to. I've seen that particular in Lee in my comments. What do we know about Landon Tangwall? And frankly, we don't know anything. We just know that he hasn't been around at practice. We know that he was missing from a Phil Troutwine hosted offensive line get together, a potluck, whatever. And we know there, there was a lot of food there for the offensive line. We know that everybody was ready to eat, but, and hopefully they're ready to eat on the football field. Right. But Landon Tangwall was specifically missing from that event, just based on speculation. We don't know that for sure. I can't confirm that. Uh, and, 
So we don't have any clarity on that at the end of the day. And no one followed up about Tangwall. No one's asked about the wide receivers, but we might get that going into the practice. And that's the final time that we're really, the media is going to speak directly with James Franklin until post game. Like I said, he, maybe he could reveal more, uh, maybe not, but that that's really all we heard from James Franklin in his weekly press conference. We got no starting quarterback. We know the true freshmen that are going to be playing right away. And Penn state uh, is a 20 point favorite against West Virginia. And they very well should that they are going to win this game and we're going to preview it. That's coming up on this show. That's coming up on locked on Nittany lines. We are going to preview Penn state and West Virginia with an expert on the Mountaineers coming up in tomorrow's episode. We get a recruiting update locked on. Brian Smith is back to talk about Penn state's plans for running back. They're not finished just because they got Keandre Barker and Messiah Mickens for 25 and 26. They're not done. We're going to discuss that Ethan Grunkmeyer and so much more. It'll all be right here on locked on Nittany lions.